0: Hello and welcome to madeformums.com, the parenting site that's here to help mums and dads make confident choices when it comes to family life. In our podcast, we'll be speaking openly and honestly about the parenting journey and sharing your experiences from pregnancy and beyond. My name's Tara. I'm a journalist here at Made for Mums, where our aim is to entertain, inform, reassure and put a smile on your possibly quite sleep deprived faces too. Above all, we want you to know you're not alone in this big, exciting, sometimes scary adventure of bringing up a little human, and to remind you that you're doing a fantastic job. In today's podcast, I'll be chatting with Made for Mums' favourite GP, Dr. Philippa Kay, about some of the burning first questions women come to her with in the early days of pregnancy. But first, a bit about Philippa. Philippa's a mum of three, a doctor, an author and a journalist. She is seriously busy. And she says she always knew she wanted to be a doctor, apart from a brief spell, considering becoming a ballerina. She says the mum job is way tougher than the day job, but she loves it. And when she gets time to unwind, she likes to spend it cooking, surrounded by family and friends. Philippa, I've got an image of you pirouetting around a busy kitchen. How's it going? Absolutely,
1: (laughs) absolutely. I prepare my kids' meals in a tutu and I practice my plies at the same time. And then I record it for YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) We'll check those out.
0: (laughs) We'll look, Philippa K pirouetting. Um,
1: Really don't. We were
0: joking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Philippa, in, in this podcast we want to talk about some of the questions and queries that women come to you with as soon as they find out they're pregnant. Um, So can we go through some of those and and see what what comes up? First one that's
1: really important, shall I stop taking my medication? So this is probably one of the most important questions, actually, that we have in that first consultation. Um, Because lots of women, you can even self-refer to the hospital, um, actually, online in lots of cases. But if you are taking medication, please do come and see us, and please do not stop your medicines without talking to us. Any medicine, we have to weigh balance the risks, or the potential risks, now to your baby as well as to you, with the benefits. So for example, asthma inhalers, There is are something that really commonly are used. Lots of women will have a blue one and a brown one, and both of those are completely fine in pregnancy. But let's just use them as an example. If they were not fine, we would have to balance the risk of you having an asthma attack and having less oxygen, which would mean that your baby has less oxygen, with a potential risk of the medicine. And we may decide that the risks of not having the medicine are greater than the risks of having it. Asthma medication is safe. Please do not stop that. We were using it as an example, but let's talk about some which potentially do have issues. The first is lots of women are concerned about antidepressants. Please do not stop taking your antidepressants suddenly. People will get a physical um, and often a mental health withdrawal or mental health um, relapse on stopping them, so please do not stop them. Most of the antidepressants are now found to be safe in pregnancy. If We know that you're trying to conceive. We may choose and discuss with you to put you on something that we know is really safe and potentially safe in breastfeeding as well. Sertraline is a good one for breastfeeding and pregnancy. Often we use fluoxetine or Prozac during pregnancy, but most of them are completely safe and please do not stop them without talking to your GP. The other big area is about um, medicines for epilepsy. The risk to the baby if you stop taking your medication and have a seizure is great so please do not stop taking your medication that is the first thing however there are some which are not considered to be safe in pregnancy and we would want to change you onto one that is and preferably we would like to do that before you conceive so that you would be referred to your specialist to put you on something which is safe in pregnancy at the same time as keeping you seizure free finally some medicines might need to go up during pregnancy lots of women will be on for example thyroid medication and we know that if you have a low low thyroid that your thyroid needs will go up during pregnancy so please do come and talk to us and also about any over-the-counter medicines some are fine some aren't Paracetamol is fine in pregnancy ibuprofen is not the cold and flu decongestant sprays I wouldn't have those in pregnancy but the steroid sprays for hay fever those are completely fine so please talk to your pharmacist and tell them you're pregnant unless you've got a huge bump most people will not ask you you. So please talk to us and don't stop anything. Uh, Totally different topic, Philippa. Can I still have sex? Is it safe for the baby? So if you want to have sex, have as much sex as you like most most of the time. (laughs) Um, And we would tell you... if if it wasn't safe. But for most people it's completely fine. Some women will notice that their libido soars during pregnancy and others that it falls down to the floor. Um, So whatever you're comfortable with is fine and especially during the first trimester. We rarely tell people not to have sex. The only real condition where we would is something called placenta previa where your placenta is very low and is covering the cervix. And then there would be a risk of bleeding. Um, We wouldn't know that in the first trimester because your placenta isn't fully developed um, at that point. Even if at the 20-week scan, you had what we would call a low-lying placenta, many of those will come up later on during your pregnancy. So you would just be asked to come back for an extra scan, generally at about 28 weeks, and then they would check. If they felt that there was a risk, at that point you would be told. Um, But apart from that, have as much sex as you want and as you need before you're too exhausted when you have the (laughs) baby and don't want to have it. And that's the last sex you ever have, yeah. And so, and just to be
0: clear, if you've had sex before that diagnosis has been made in those early weeks of pregnancy,
1: it's not Not going to be an issue. Absolutely not a problem. Fantastic. So a doctor would tell you if you had a condition whereby you can't have sex. Otherwise as I said, as much or as little as you want. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, Vitamins. Yes, so we recommend that all pregnant women, and actually if you're trying to conceive for three months um, up to... Uh, when you conceive, and most women don't know that, so when you're starting to try and have a baby, um, that you take a folic acid supplement. That's 400 micrograms and there are some conditions, for example epilepsy, which we just mentioned, where we would give you much higher doses, 5 milligrams, we would prescribe that at that point. But you can buy folic acid over-the-counter on its own or as part of a multivitamin. We would like it because we know that it decreases the risk of um, of the baby having something called a neural tube defect. So conditions like spina bifida which can cause really serious disabilities um, for the babies and we know that it decreases that. The other vitamin which we talk about is vitamin D and some groups of women are encouraged told that they really should have it, that's if you cover all of your skin all the time when you're outside or for example you don't go outside and you're housebound for whatever reason. Um, But lots of the pregnancy multivitamins will contain vitamin D as well and having it even if you're not in the recommended group, it doesn't cause any problems at all. There is one vitamin that can cause a problem and that's vitamin A, which is found in foods like liver and pate. And so we say don't have liver and onions every night. they really the odd bite of something once in a while is not going to cause a problem. But no multivitamin that contains vitamin A, it can affect the baby's eyesight. Now, most pregnancy multivitamins in this country don't contain vitamin A, but there is a lot of publicity around Gwyneth Paltrow's website, Goop, and they sell of um, a, a multivitamin called the Motherload, which is aimed at pregnant women, and that contains vitamin A. So please do not take that. Otherwise, whether or not you go for the top brand or your local supermarket brand, they all have, most of them, you know, you can check the back of the box, they have the same thing, or if you just choose to take folic acid on its own, that's up to you.
0: And Philippa, we do have a few mums on our forum who actually really panic if they've missed um, a day of taking their folic acid, so could you give them a little bit of reassurance on what to do if you miss? So a
1: day here or there, I wouldn't worry about if you remember and want to take it fine, but your levels will sort of be high. And that's why also why we want you to be taking it before you conceive so that you've got nice um, high levels in your body. If you find that you're someone that really struggles to take any medication, then set a reminder on your phone, make it bleep at you so that you go and get it. Yeah, or leave them out on the counter so you can see them next
0: to your toothbrush or somewhere so they're a reminder. Fantastic. Um, What about alcohol, Philippa? Can
1: I drink alcohol? So doctors really don't agree about the answer to this question. In America, the obstetricians say absolutely no alcohol at all. Here, they say that one to two units a week is probably fine, um, though some doctors recommend that for the first three months of pregnancy that you don't drink at all. Um, Now, what is a unit? Because most of us really underestimate that. That's one shot, pub measure shot of a spirit and one small glass like you get in the pub or at a wedding reception of wine, look in your cupboard, your wine glass is as big as a bucket <laughs> and contains many more units. We're pushing um, the limits of unit yes. sizes these So though. you yeah. have to know what a unit is and I really wouldn't go above that one to two units a week. We know that alcohol um, can cause fetal alcohol syndrome in the baby and that can cause problems from learning disabilities all the way up to some really um, severe disabilities. If you have an issue with alcohol or you feel you're abusing alcohol, please do talk to your doctor because we can help you. Um, The other worry that people have is that their baby was consumed during a very booze... consumed? Conceived. Don't eat your babies. Um, (laughs) That your baby was conceived during a very boozy night. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a very common story and women worry about that. And actually... That's okay, because we date pregnancy from the first day of your last period. So on when your period is due and that pregnancy test turns positive, you are already considered to be four weeks pregnant in medical terms. For the first two weeks of that, you hadn't even ovulated. Then in that third week, we have fertilization and then implantation. And it's only at that point that you begin to connect at all. And then it takes time for the two systems to sort of connect more to each other. So conceiving in a night of um, boozy passion is not going to cause a problem. If you are regularly using alcohol or drugs, please tell us. Our job is really not to judge. It really isn't. Our job is to help you. So please be honest and and let us do that.
0: Fantastic, Philippa.
1: Coffee and caffeine. How much coffee can I have? So a different kind of drink. Um, yeah. So co- uh, caffeine is found in all brown drinks. Coffee, tea, hot chocolate, Coca-Cola's type cola brands um, and chocolate in general that's where I get mine from Um, and you can have one or two cups of coffee a day without causing any problems at all. Um, Some women find that their taste buds change entirely during that first trimester and they can't bear even the smell of it Um, and others find that um, you get heartburn which can be quite common in pregnancy and caffeine can worsen heartburn so changing to a decaffeinated brand um, may help you with that symptom but a couple of cups of coffee babe's not going to cause a problem you can
0: have your morning pep up if you need to. fantastic um not strictly medical but thinking about telling work philippa and any thoughts on how soon should you do that should you go in straight away or can you leave it a bit
1: so that's a personal choice really there's no legal requirement to tell your job that you are pregnant um when we get later on and we're talking about maternity leave there are sort of notice periods that need to be given but you don't have to tell somebody um, at this point you may choose to if you're feeling rubbish um, if you're going to the toilet every two seconds if you are vomiting and just feel nauseous and horrible all day you might choose to tell a colleague or your boss People tend to be a little bit more sympathetic when they know, um, but it really is entirely up to you. Many women choose not to tell people until the 12-week scan. The 12-week scan is the dating scan, but also um, most miscarriages, if they are going to happen, will happen in that first trimester, in the first 12 weeks of pregnancy. And so people often feel safer after that scan and then start to tell people. And if you do have a miscarriage, um, again, it's entirely up to you whether or not you do tell your boss um, or your colleague. many women will want to take a few days of sick leave um, at that point but you don't have to necessarily give um, a reason for that and you're entitled to up to a week's sick leave without a sick note from your doctor. If you need more than that, for example you're vomiting, you have hyperemesis and your nausea and vomiting is so severe that you cannot function then at that point we would give you a sick note and it would be sick leave not maternity leave.
0: Okay, that's fantastic. That's really helpful, Philippa. Thank you. And finally, we've got a few mums on our forum, and they talk a lot about um, if they've got cramping or bloating, particularly cramping in those early stages, they can really get quite anxious about that.
1: Absolutely, and I remember with my first, when I was doing my obstetrics job, saying to my boss it hurts why does it hurt it doesn't say in the textbook it hurts something's wrong it hurts and she just went yes it hurts Um, (laughs) (laughs) yes it hurts Um, the hormonal changes kick in fast Um, and so you will begin to have the stretching type pains and the cramping type pains and you might feel bloated and you might feel swollen um, and all of that can be normal if you start bleeding then you need to tell somebody you need to tell a doctor um, so that we can check and the fact that there is some bleeding and cramping doesn't mean that you are definitely going to have a miscarriage, we do not know that. And many women who have bleeding in early pregnancy will go on to complete their pregnancy, but we would like to investigate at that point. And the other thing to mention is about an ectopic pregnancy that will always be on a doctor's radar during the first trimester, and that's when the um, embryo has implanted in the tube and not in the womb. Now the tube can't stretch like the womb can, and that is potentially life-threatening. If you have severe, constant pain with or without bleeding, though it's often with bleeding, and I'm not talking about sort of do I need a poo-type pain, severe pain, please go down to A&E and, and be checked over. Fantastic. There's so much food for thought there, Philippa. Thank you so much. Um, and any
0: final words? Because it's quite the scary time, know. these early days of pregnancy. It's all changed. So any assurance you can give the women out there listening today?
1: So I think that we don't live in a society where your sister and your nan and your auntie and your grandma and everyone else is in the same road as you um, anymore, it can be quite isolating um, and especially at the beginning of pregnancy you're already bombarded by your hormones but you don't have any physical sign. you don't have a bump, you don't, can't feel your baby moving and so it can be quite frightening. And my advice is ask for help be it going to forums, be it using websites like Made for Mums where I know the information is safe and correct because there is a lot of misinformation out there on the good old Dr. Google. Um, And so I would recommend that you go to this website or actually www.nhs.uk which has a lot of good, safe information on it. And if you have questions, ask. Go find your doctor um, and ask because it can be scary
0: thanks for listening to our made for mums podcast if it's brought up any issues or questions for you please do check out our website where you'll find loads of helpful info you can also join in the chat on our forum and be part of our social media community on facebook and instagram as well as meeting up with us face to face at the baby show across the uk for now stay cool stay calm and we hope you'll tune in for more